Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Tonight, we are doing another, uh, the next message in a series we've been doing on character. Everyone say character. It's character. It's character. It's so important. Character really is like who you are, like your morals, your beliefs, who you are. I, I taught this message in my youth group, and then one of them afterwards said it was so hard because when I hear character, I think of a, like a character in a movie or a cartoon. I don't understand what you mean by build our character. <laughs> I was like, dang it, man. So, I, so we're doing a series on character to teach what character is about, okay, what that is. But tonight, specifically, I wanted to talk about prayer. Come on, we got one person says, please. Prayer, a life of prayer. You see, I really believe that prayer and being good at prayer and praying, it is not a personality trait or even a gift it is a character trait that you build. It's like a muscle, you go to the gym and you build. Character often, it's these things that you don't naturally have. That's your talents or your gifting, okay? Character is what you choose to build, what you choose to do with it. We talked about how talent might get you a job, but your character keeps the job, right? Do you guys remember that? And so this prayer is one of those things where a lot of times people just say, nah, I don't have the gift of prayer. I'm more of a like a serving person, you know, or I like to get out there and do stuff, right? And it's like, well, no, it's, it doesn't work like that. It's not like a personality. It's something you have to choose to build, okay? So prayer is not a gift, but a choice, a muscle you have to develop. Can you imagine this, guys? Imagine there was uh, a couple, a married couple. It doesn't matter how long they've been married for, but they come to you and they confide in you and they say they're having some like issues, marital issues, okay? And you say, well, what's going on? And they, they say all this stuff, right? And then you say, okay, well, so tell me, I noticed you didn't mention anything about communication, like talking to each other. Uh, or tell me about your communication. And they just say, what? Communication? We don't. We don't do that. <laughs> well, no, tell me, how do you, how do you guys, how, how do you guys talk to each other? Oh, we, we don't. We just kind of like, we'll do things to help each other or we'll serve each other, but we don't like talk. Like they know my heart. <laughs> they know, they know my heart. I'm really busy. They understand. Right? <laughs> nah, <Nuh-uh. laughs> not gonna work. I, I, I don't have to be a, a counselor or a therapist or have a degree to be like, maybe that's the issue. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and take a wild guess <laughs> that maybe not talking to each other is causing some breakdown in the relationship, right? Maybe, like, I don't know. Is that fair to say, right? But so often when it comes to talking to God, we have all the reasons as to why we don't pray. He knows my heart. I'm just busy. I don't really do that. I like to serve more. I'm generous and I give and I give and I, right? Uh, but, but I don't sit down and talk a lot. I'll go to him if I need something. I'll go to him if I'm in trouble. But what kind of relationship would work on that? I wouldn't want to be in that. Right? Right? (laughs) Yeah. God, I don't know if this works this way, but I'm there for you if you need me. 
you need to confide in a friend, I'm here for you, right? No, but something where you're talking to God. And what I would say to that couple, if they said it's just not their gift, I would say, well, it better become your gift. <laughs> if you want this relationship to work, you need to work on this, on talking. We The same thing with God. We need to work on our prayer life. Uh, I, I am not preaching from a place of just like I figured it all out. I Prayer for me was the worst, the hardest thing. It was just horrible. It was I would do anything but pray, <laughs> okay? Just to give you a little glimpse, I was a part of a, uh, like a missions organization, and I was doing this thing on prayer, okay? And they said, okay, you, as a part of this prayer class, the best way to learn to pray is just by praying. We can teach you models, but prayer is just the best thing, okay? Just do it. So part of this class, you have to pray for one hour every single day. And then you have to log your hours for accountability to show that you did it, okay? And then uh, share with us afterwards what are some topics. You don't need to do crazy details. Share topics that you're praying for, things like that. And when I heard that, I was just like, oh, what? Like, people can do that? <laughs> like, you can pray for an hour? Like, that's insane. And I remember being like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flunk this class. There's no way I'm going to make it, right? And I remember going into the prayer room, okay, and I was going to do my hour. And the whole time before the prayer room, oh, the whole hour before was just agony. I was like, I'd be sitting there, and I'd be like, I only got one hour left, and then I have to go pray, you know? And I remember I would start sweating, and I'd be like, I, I don't want to go, God. I don't, don't, I don't want to go, <laughs> right? Like, I just, I didn't know what to do because I was so used to serving and doing things for the Lord. I didn't know how to just sit with him and talk with him, right? And so, but I get to the prayer room, and I would sit down, and I'd be like, okay, God, I'm here to pray. I'm praying, God. <laughs> Help me pray, God. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to talk to you. Right? This is so awkward. Right? And I would pray everything. Right? I would go to the classic like, I'm so sorry for this sin. I'm so sorry for that bad thought. And I just start repenting. And then I would just start thanking him for everything I could pot. Thank you. Open my eyes and see my shoes. Thank you for shoes. God, like, I don't know. This is awkward. This is so awkward, right? And then I'd be, okay, surely two, that was a really good spree. I felt it. I was in the, I was in the vein for a minute there. And I'm, I, that, probably an hour went by. I remember looking at the clock and 10 minutes went by. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to be in here for 50 more minutes. This is the worst, right? And I had to do that every single day until I developed a lifestyle and an understanding and a joy for prayer. Is there, I was just being vulnerable and real with you guys. Has anyone ever felt that way uh, with prayer before, their personal prayer life? And you're like, what is this doing? <laughs> right? And so tonight, my goal is to teach you a little bit about it, talk about a personal prayer life. If we have time, uh, I'm going to open up some questions and then even talk about some like more intercession things and what that means if we have time. If we don't get to it, I'll push that off to another sermon another time, okay? My, my first priority is you understanding personal prayer life and kind of giving you a model, not a formula, but just a model that you can maybe help you pray, okay? And so, first off, uh, in order to really like pray, you have to understand and you have to get a hunger for it. If you're, if you're prayer, if you're praying just to pray because the Bible says to pray, so I'm gonna pray, <laughs> that's not a good vision. Bible says to do it, so I guess, I guess I'll do it, right? And, and like, that you're, you might make it for a little while, but eventually you're going to become embittered towards the very thing that you're supposed to love, right? And you're going to start hating it. So you actually have to get a vision for why do we pray. Jesus himself had a lifestyle of prayer, which theologically, I'm like, I thought he was God. How is he? 
What? But he had a relationship with God the Son, God the Father, this relationship. He would spend time. If anyone knows the heart of God, if anyone who could just do things, it'd be Jesus. He is God. And yet he would make time to speak to the Father. In Mark 1.35, it says that he would get up while it was still dark. Oh, Lord, you must be the Messiah. You know, you got up while it was still dark? Oh, man, I can't do that. Okay, anyway, uh, to go out by himself and to pray. He'd get up every day and go away somewhere to spend time praying. And if Jesus, the Messiah, son of God, if he needed to do that, how much more does Taylor need to do that? <laughs> like a lot more, right? How much more do you need to do that, right? How much more do you need to pray if Jesus himself needed this? And so I want to show you why we pray, how we pray, and kind of help give them all. So number one, the number one, point one, why do we pray is this, to personally know God in his heart, not just his rules or laws or what he says, like his heart. That is the number one reason. Why do you communicate? Why would a wife talk to her husband? To know him, to communicate, for him to know her and her to know him. That's, that's the main reason, not just to get something done. Like the goal, the thing to get done is a connection right? And so connecting with God's heart, that's why you pray. So I pray privately to become familiar with my father's voice and to understand his heart. Uh, Martin Luther, he was the guy who did the, uh, the theses on the door and he basically changed Christianity from Catholicism, broke into the Protestant Reformation. Do you guys know who he is? Martin Luther. He says this, he says, prayer is climbing up into the heart of God. That's so cute. That's adorable. That's like a little kid. It's like prayers when you climb up into God's heart. Okay, this one though, this one's a little not as cute. This one's more convicting. Andrew Murray, he says this. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. He says, some people pray just to pray and some people pray to know God. It's like, oh, that one, that's like, dang. Like some people pray to pray and some people pray to know God. Do you pray just to pray? Or do you pray to know God? Do you pray to check it off your list? I met my quote, I prayed today. Or are you praying to know God? The first and foremost purpose is to know God, to get his heart. As, you, as your prayer life goes, your relationship with God will go. You will always notice a link between your prayer life and your closeness with God. Because it's communication. So if one falls, the other's gonna fall. Have you noticed whenever you think you're like, not right standing with God, you like don't want to talk to him. You're kind of scared to talk to him. Adam and Eve did this. They, they, they knew they sinned, so they were hiding from him. When, when you think your relationship's messed up with God, you won't want to pray because they're tied together. Or the reverse, if you don't pray, you'll start to eventually think your relationship's messed up with God because you're not talking to him, okay? So they are totally tied together. You are never too busy to pray. I'm telling you, man, you are never too busy to pray. Like, what if a husband was like, I'm just too busy to talk to my wife. I'm just so busy. He'd be like, yeah, you all said, boy, you better make time. Because <laughs> like, there's some things that are more important than that, right? Like, it like, doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You're never too busy to talk to your wife or your husband, right? Or can you imagine a father to his son? I'm just too busy to talk to my kid, right? Oh, no, 
that's wrong. You're too busy then, <laughs> okay? So you're never too busy to pray. God does understand you're busy, which is why he knows better than you do you need time to pray because you're so busy. Same guy, Martin Luther, he says this. He said, I've got so much work to do today, I'd better spend two hours in prayer instead of one. So he was like, there is so much I got to get done. Only by prayer is this going to even happen. I need to pray even longer. So your busiest days are when you need to make more time to pray, right? Because that's the only way it's going to work, okay? So to say you're too busy to prayer, it's like saying, it's like saying you're too busy. I'm just too busy to pull my car over and get gas. You've ever been there? I'm late. I'm not going to make it. You just start praying, oh, Lord, get me there without running out of gas, right? You know, you're like, I'm just way too busy. I'll fill it up afterwards. And then somehow you're in a rush again. You're like, oh, dang, how did that happen? I'm still in a rush. And then eventually, either you make the time to pull over and refill on gas, or your car will make the time for you to pull over, okay? And that time you won't have gas, okay? I have, I have run out of gas more than anyone I've ever met in my life, like seriously. And God, God has bailed me out. He's so merciful. Oh my gosh, he's so merciful. I've run out of gas on the freeway and you're like, good luck everybody, I'm getting over. You know, I've run, I've run out of gas. Oh Lord, be with me, right? I've run out of gas one time on the off ramp. I was going up a hill and I was like, I'm gonna make it. Nope, and I just started rolling backwards into traffic, right? I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it. No, I'm not gonna make it, <laughs> right? Okay, I have run out of gas in, in a parking lot and I had to like, I couldn't park my car, but I didn't have time. So I got out and I pushed my car into the parking parking spot. And I was like, I'll come back later to fix that. Okay. I have run out of gas more than anyone I've ever met in my life. And I can tell you, I literally knew what I started doing. I actually did this because I, I'm going off the cuff here. Okay. So what I did this, I, when my red, when my light came on, I clocked how many miles I had and I just let it run out because I wanted to know how much time I have in the future <laughs> from when the light goes on. I got 35 miles. I'm good. <laughs> right. And I wanted to know, and it's not always the same. So don't do that. You know? Yeah. That was with my old car. So anyway, I don't do that anymore, but this is like prayer. We say it's the gasoline of your faith. It keeps the communication alive with you and God. You either pull over and make time to pray or you will burn out and crash and pull over and like be, how come, how come I'm totally broken up with God? I don't know what's going on. Like either you make time for your soul to refill in prayer or your soul will crash and make time for you. <laughs> All right. You got it. So point two tonight is this. Make time for it. <laughs> like real easy. Point two, make time for it. Okay. So that's why, that, that's the why and to go for it. Okay. So practicing prayer, we're going to shift into that. Okay. How do you begin to practice prayer? How do you start to develop a prayer life? Hopefully I've convinced you, you need to pray. How do, how, how do you start to do it? Ian Bounds, I love this guy, his books, he says this, he says, prayer isn't learned in a classroom, but it is learned in the closet. The best way to learn how to pray is just to start praying. Make time to pray. Uh, you can study and you can learn all the mechanics, you can learn all the theology about how to ride a bicycle, right? You could know everything about it. I could take that thing inside and out and apart and yet still never know how to ride a bike. How do you learn how to ride a bike? It's not by a textbook. You have to get on the bike and start pedaling, right? And it's awkward at first. It's weird. You need training wheels. You're like, I'm going to crash, right? Like, you're terrified. My dad, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go. 
he lets go, liar, you know, <laughs> you lied to me, like, you let go, and he's like, but you learned to ride a bike, I'm never trusting you again, right, <laughs> like, there is, you, you have to go through the awkward pain of learning to ride it, just by doing it, it's the only way, same with prayer, I can give you models, I can give you feedback, and that's what I'm gonna do tonight, but unless you just do it, it's not gonna get any better, so the first Let's just make time and just go for it. But here we go. So preparing to pray. I broke this up into how to prepare to pray and how to pray. Step one of preparing to pray. This is very teacher mode right here, okay? So step one, schedule a consistent time to pray for a consistent amount of time. Right? When was the last time you spent time praying? When was Crux Camp? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> right? What? Oh, man. Okay. So make time to pray, right? And it's got to be consistent, guys. Make a consistent time to pray, okay? And do it for a consistent amount of time. Don't do it for like two minutes one day, an hour one day. I don't know. Maybe if I get time. Like, make time to pray. So, and, and I, I don't want, I'm going to tell you where I, I, I really try to, uh, and I'm not, I don't want to be religious about it. Today, be fully honest with you, today was one of those days, and it didn't work out, and I had to do all this stuff, and my time I was going to pray ended up getting filled, and I was super bummed. So today I didn't get to pray, and I could feel it all day, right? So usually when I, but my, my habit that I made is I try to spend an hour with God every single day right in the morning, right when I get up and get going, okay? So usually it's about 30 minutes of praying and about 30 minutes of like reading the word, but I'm actually praying through the scripture, kind of like what David talked about last week, okay? Um, but we're, I'm gonna break that down more for you. First, you gotta schedule time. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar, right? It's one of those things you put it in and everything else moves around it, not the other way around, right? You make time for it, you know, just like, come on, if you were, if you had a date with that guy or that girl, you'll move stuff around and be like, I found it. I found a spot. <laughs> like we could talk, we could hang out. I'll take you on a date. And like nothing touches that. Right. Like, come on, this is God of the universe. Like make a time, make time for it. He's worth it. He's worth a consistent amount of time. And when people are like, Hey, can you hang out at eight in the morning? And you're like, no, <laughs> I can't. Like I'm busy. I have a, I already have an appointment. I'm sorry. You know, like just make it, make a time between you and the Lord. The key, earlier you do it, the less likely people will want to hang out with you during that time. So that's a little plus to do it early. But okay, so, but step two is just set yourself up for success. This, remember, I'm giving you prerequisites how to pray. First off is schedule it. So I know tomorrow morning at nine o'clock I'm praying, okay? You'll be way more successful doing it if you put it in your calendar. Next one is I'm going to set myself up for success to actually pray. Get out of bed or whether it's at nighttime, get away, whatever it is, whether it's morning or night, doesn't matter. You find the best time for you, but set yourself up for success, meaning put your phone away. Put social media away. Go in another room. Get away from people. People always tell me uh, how they can't, they can't they have a hard time praying, and they do everything on their phone, Bible and prayer lists and everything, and then the text message from the friend comes in. And then they're distracted. Or then the notification comes in. Or then the Facebook or the Instagram or Snapchat, whatever it is, comes in, right? Yeah, you flip your phone up. Do, do not disturb. <laughs> they could wait an hour. You know, if it's an emergency, it'll probably still be an emergency in an hour. <laughs> you know, and at least, and at least this way, you're, you're filled up going into the emergency rather than, and more often than not, it's not an emergency, right? It's just people aren't patient. Like I would say 90-something percent of the time, you know? And so... 
at least you'd be filled up going into it. Make time to, to go for it and set yourself up for success. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 6, 6, he says, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. People ask me, how can I find God? Where can I go to find God? It says right here, go, go in your room alone, secret place, you and the Lord. That's where your father is. Where can I go to find God? Do I have to go up here? Do I have to go there? No, no, go, go be in the closet alone with God, you and Jesus. And that, that could be a hike. It could be whatever it is, but just go be alone with him. That's where your father is, okay? Here we go. So we're done with the, 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 the prep, okay? I'm just gonna talk about actual prayer. This one, I'm gonna try to break it down. It might feel like a formula. The goal is not a formula. Um, whatever doesn't work, throw it out. This is just stuff that I've done. This has really helped my prayer life, and I hope it'll help you too, okay? But please don't make a legalistic rule out of this, okay? Is that cool? Yeah. Use it as a guide, okay? So step one again, but this is for the actual prayer. Okay, this is what I do first and foremost every morning. Welcome him. It's called breathe prayer, breath prayer. David talked about this last week, kind of in the devotional time. Um, this is something that felt really awkward. It felt really weird at first, but I'm telling you, it really works. A lot of times when we go into prayer, we're just ready with all this stuff to tell God, either all of our sins that we <laughs> or, or all the things we need or all the stuff. We're just ready just to like, blah, like explode on the Lord, okay? This is really good. This is a moment where you just get to stop and focus on encountering God. And your goal right now is you just pray and you say, God, I want to encounter you right now. I'm here this morning to meet you or tonight to meet you. I need to meet you right now. And the reason, this is an ancient practice, literally, I was reading it from a book of a woman who wrote it in the 1600s. And she's called it breathing prayer. And she said, take a deep breath. Just, and then when you exhale, she says, just say two or three words. Don't focus on all the babbling of all the empty words you have to get out. Just say, what are the two or three words that are most important for your heart right now? And just say that. And, and usually you can do it in three or four words. Don't be legalistic, but, but for example, and, and it changes based on the season you're in or the moment you're in. So for me, the most often, uh, usually I didn't know what to say. And so I would just start saying different ones until one of them would stick. I'd feel, I don't know how to explain it, but I would feel my heart almost leap. That's the one. So for example, it could be something positive. It could just be like, I love you, God. And the deep breath, I love you. That's it. Do that for five minutes. You'll just start crying sometimes. Because it's, it's almost like you can either dig a mile wide and an inch deep, or you can dig like a foot, but go a mile deep. So just sit and I love you, God. And let yourself feel it. I'm telling you, this reconnects your heart to God. This really does. It's like that moment when people in a relationship, they're like, keep eye contact. And you keep looking away. They're like, no, just look at me. Just look at me. Just look at me. This is your eye contact with God. That moment where you're just like, I love you. And you're not looking away to something else. Does that make sense? And then sometimes it could be something else. Though. Sometimes it could be something that you really need. I've had moments where it was Help. And I just took a deep breath because I needed it. And I just said, help me, God. Or I need you. I need you, God. 
So whatever it might be, take it. I put 10 minutes up there because usually what I do is for about five minutes I do that. And for the next five minutes, I'll either keep doing that with a different phrase or I'll pray in the spirit or I'll worship or I'll just sit in silence. I don't know. I don't want to put a set time. That was just like a suggestion. If you're going for the hour block, try that out. But you don't have to do that. Whatever, you can sit in this for how long you want. I'd really suggest get a timer out and try doing it for five minutes. Push yourself. It'll be awkward at first. And, uh, but if you don't, you'll do it for like two minutes. You'll be like, that's enough. But something beautiful happens when you push yourself to four or five minutes. Then all of a sudden you're like really focusing on the Lord. It's beautiful. Is that cool? Can I move on to the next one? Yeah. Is that good? Does that, yeah, yeah I'm telling you it helps. And I don't know how expressive the way she did in this, the book from the 1600s, she says, focus because Holy Spirit, God, he's in you. He filled you, right? When you ask Jesus into your heart. So often we look outward saying, God in heaven, I hope you can hear me. She says, no, turn inward. Look inward. Holy Spirit's inside of you. Like encounter him here. Don't try to be like, I hope you're out there. Like, no, no, he's in here. And focus on him inward. Turn inward. Does that make sense? It's a weird thing, but it, it really helps. Okay, the next one here, step two, what I do is after about 10 minutes, I shift over into just adoration and thankfulness. Uh, I, I, I'm still not jumping in and saying, God, I need this, oh, give me this, oh, I'm sorry for this, I sinned here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm jumping into adoration and thankfulness. See, prayer isn't about changing God. Prayer is about changing me. Prayer doesn't shift God as much as it shifts me, right? And so when I want to be close to God, when I bring thankfulness before him, it shifts my heart to realize how close God actually is to me, right? Rather than just focusing on how far he is or everything I've been lacking, it focuses on everything he's given and provided for me. So I just start listing things. I always challenge myself to do 10 at least. You can do more than 10, who cares? But 10, sometimes it's hard. If you can't do 10 thankfulness things, then chances are you're not a very thankful person, okay? Like 10 is easy when you're a thankful person. You're, thank you, God, for my life. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my family. Thank you, God, for my... And it gets easy the more you do it, but you gotta build it. And if it's awkward and hard, that's a good signal that maybe I don't live a thankful lifestyle. That's another message, thankfulness. Anyway, but adore him, thankful him. Just start to do that. And I challenge you, do that for another five minutes or so, 10 minutes even, if you can. Try to do a bunch and just thank him for everything he's given you. Next step three, what I do is I stop and I listen. Why, do we, why is this important? Because prayer is supposed to be a two-way conversation, not just me talking to God. Okay, it's meant to be communication and no relationship's gonna work very well if you're like, no, 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 I talk, you listen the whole time, right? No, that's like, whoa, that ain't gonna work, right? <laughs> so, no, 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 give moments for him to talk back, right? And sometimes, uh, it, basically what I do here is I ask him, because I just adored him, I just was thankful to him, I just was pouring him, this is weird, but I stop and I say, God, will you affirm me? And I ask him to affirm me. I need my affirmation in life to first come from God, not from man. And a lot of times my filter's broken. And when I say, God, what do you want to say? I hear you need to repent for this because you did this wrong or something like that. And it, he's not saying it. It's me assuming God is mad or something. So that's why I stop myself and I say, God, I need you to affirm me. What, what am I doing right? What do you love about me? And I, and I just sit there for another five minutes or so. And sometimes I hear him just say, I love you. I'm proud of you. You work so hard. You know, you're so tired. 
<laughs> but I'm going to fill you up. I'm here now. Sometimes I just hear him say, I'm here. Sometimes I don't hear a thing. I just sit in silence. Sometimes I, a Bible verse pops in my head, you know? Sometimes weird scenes from a movie pop in my head and the Lord will use it. <laughs> you know, like he, he'll speak through different ways, but just give him a chance to speak, you know? So I usually do this for a few minutes, two minutes, five minutes, whatever. Okay, you guys good? Next one. Yeah. Are these helping? Yeah. If you do this by now, you're at 20, 30 minutes of prayer. Whoa. You're already there. It's way easy. Whereas if I told you, go pray for 30 minutes, I'd be like, like, like what I used to do. But when I say, hey, for five minutes, just adore him. Hey, for five minutes, just thank him. Hey, for, so you see how I'm giving you a roadmap to help you stretch further? This is the goal. It's not a formula. It's just, it's gonna help you checkpoint marks to pull you deeper, okay? So here we go. This next one, step four. This is the real doozy, I feel like, for me. This is, I just wrote, confess your heart. So confessing your heart Basically, this one, I wrote, it could be anything, five minutes to an hour, I don't know. What's on your heart? Talk to him about it. He already knows what's going on. You might as well talk to him about it, okay? There's nothing worse than it's like, I know that you know that I know we need to talk, but we're just not going to do it, <laughs> right? Like, like what? You, he already knows what's going on. Talk to him about it, right? He already knows how you feel. Talk to him. Sometimes this is five minutes. Sometimes I'm like, God, I'm good. And it's like, great, cool, cool. <laughs> and then I move on to the next thing. Sometimes I'm on my face, on the floor, crying out to God for 40 minutes because my heart's broken about a family situation or something going on at work or a drama or whatever's going on, right? And so this, I don't want to put a rule on it, but this is where you just confess your heart. This is not confessing your sins. It's confessing your heart. You're just saying, God, this is how I feel. Life really sucks right now, <laughs> you know? Or this is what I love. Life is really good right now. Share your joy, share your pain, and just share with him, unfiltered, for a few minutes. And if it's only two minutes, don't worry, go to the next thing. But maybe it'll take 30 minutes. And this is where sometimes I just throw out the agenda and I talk to him for 30 minutes till my hour's up. And I say, tomorrow I'll get to the list. Today I just needed to open up my heart to him. Okay, uh, next one, I'm gonna move quicker here for the sake of time. Um, but basically, the next one, uh, this is where, this is the one we literally usually think of when we think of prayer. This is the step I pray through your list. It's really good to have a list, okay, um, because when you don't know what to pray, it's a springboard to help you, okay? So you don't have to stick to the list, but it really helps you a lot when you're like, I'm tired and exhausted and I don't wanna pray. I guess I will pray for this. You know, like having a list really does help you, okay? This, I suggest 10, 20 minutes, whatever for you. For me, it's usually like 20 minutes or so. But for you, it might be shorter or longer. This is where I, I basically um, just go through and ask God for things, spiritual or practical. This is where uh, I basically, whatever's on my heart. This is where I ask God for wisdom. This is where I ask God for help. This is where I ask God for a car. <laughs> you know, this is where I ask him for a job. This is where I ask him for my family member to get saved. I have different categories in my list where I'm like, give me wisdom, God. Help me with your heart. Give me more of your Holy Spirit. Get my uncle saved. Like, and I go through a list. Get me out of debt, you know? <laughs> like, what? 
whatever it is, right? Like, like bring me that husband, bring me that wife, bring me that, you know, whatever it is. This is where you ask God for what is on your heart. And this is a good thing, okay? The, uh, the Bible says in uh, 1 John 5, verse 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. John 14, 13, it says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father might be glorified in the Son. Do you realize when your prayers get answered, it glorifies the Father? Father God is glorified when your prayers get answered. That's crazy. He wants to do it. John 16, verse 24, it says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. He's like, come on, guys, what the heck? You haven't asked me for anything. Okay, he says, ask and you will receive that your joy might be full. He's like, I want you to be joyful. So ask me for stuff, <laughs> right? Ask me for wisdom. Ask me for a job. It can't be too spiritual or too practical for him. What is it? Ask me for it. I'm telling you, when you, there's something weird. When we ask for specific things, it feels vulnerable, when we ask for vague things, we feel safe. Give us, God, I pray I just have a good day. You know? <laughs> and then at the end of the day, you can be like, it was kind of a good day. He kind of answered it. No, when you go specific, it's vulnerable. God, I need a job. <laughs> right? Or God, I need this amount of money. Or God, I need breakthrough with this person in my life. It's really vulnerable because you're asking for something specific. But then he can answer something specific. And it brings glory to the Father. Here we go. Then I, the next one, I basically just stop and I listen again. Just checking in again, God, do you want to say anything? And then finally, I usually end it by here, 30 or 40 minutes have gone by and I usually end with pray reading the scripture. So basically what I do is what David talked about, Dominic, they kind of talked about this last week. What I'll do is I'll take a Bible verse and I won't just read it and move on to get my chapter quota done. I will read it and I'll stop at wherever my heart tugs and I'll turn it into a prayer. So I'm technically still praying this whole time. I'm just praying the scripture. Let me give you an example. John 3.16. Who's ever heard this one? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We've heard, we've heard this one a lot, okay? I can either read it and be like, I've read that one, next, right? <laughs> That's cool, right? Or I can actually stop and I can say, for God so loved the world. Stop. God, thank you for loving the world. Thank you for loving me. I, we didn't deserve it, God. God, help me to love the world the way you do. Help me to love people the way you do. You realize how I'm, now I'm praying from three words of this scripture. And then it'll be like, he gave his only begotten son. I stop. God, you gave Jesus for me. Thank you. You gave it all for me. Thank you, Lord. So you see how I'm turning it into a prayer. This keeps your heart and your fire for the Lord burning. And it keeps you in the Bible. If you feel dead in the word of God, read it like this. Stop reading a whole chapter. Read five verses. And when you hit the end, repeat the five verses again and pray them to God. And it will bring like a spark of fresh life in your heart and in like the romance of the word of God in your heart. Like it'll bring it back to life, okay? So that's it. I went through it all. 
and did all that. That's what I do. I do that every morning. Sometimes I can do it in 20 minutes. Usually it's about an hour. Sometimes it's more, sometimes less. Sometimes I throw the whole thing out and I said, forget the formula. I'm just going to yell at you for an hour <laughs> because, uh, you know, or sometimes it's, I throw it all out and I just confess my heart the whole time. Or, so it's always a little different. Don't, don't put like, a, it has to be this way. These are just things I like to do. And I write them. I put all these things in my phone so that when I feel like, what do I do next? I look and I say, oh, adoration. Cool. Thank you, God. <laughs> right. And so I just do them and I write them down to just help me keep on point, not to be legalistic, but to help deepen my walk and my prayer life with the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.